Universe. Media. Network. 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 Hello, welcome to United States Women in Real Estate. My name is Janae Ortiz, founder of REI Social and host of this amazing podcast where I get to interview rock star women in California, like my very first guest here, Jody Costello. Hi, Jody. Welcome to the show. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me. <laughs> um, so, you have the dubious honor of being my very first guest. I know we talked about that a little bit. Um, I'm excited to have you and I know you have a ton of experience doing this and I know that just from reading your website that you have a ton of experience also in renovation. So we're going to dig into that. But before we get down to business, I do just want to find out a little bit about yourself. I know you work here in California, which is not the easiest state to, to do real estate in. There's lots of red tape in a blue state. <laughs> so tell me more about uh, about yourself and your experience. Yeah, sure. So I was born and raised in California, specifically San Diego, um, and I've been here for all my life. And pretty much I ended up buying the uh, family home, which is what we ended up renovating and where we got into some troubles 22 years ago. And um, yeah, and, and there's very few natives really that I run into anymore. And it used to be when I was younger, they were all over the place and they've all left. So, um, but I love it. I love the weather. Of course, today it's been rainy, but nonetheless, we need the rain. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a wonderful city to be in. It is an expensive uh, city and especially the community that I live in, which is Point Loma. Um, you know, the, it, the properties are just out of control. <laughs> Although we did have that, that whole real estate check that everything is no longer um, as crazy as it was last year when everybody's trying to sell their property, myself included, by the way, um, mm -hmm. until I found out about capital gains. So I had to take a step back <laughs> and, uh, you know, kind of uh, rethink what we were going to do with the house, but eventually we'll be selling the home. But yes, it's, it's still a great city to be in. Wow. So you are a native to California. Okay. Yeah. And San Diego. Yes. Yeah. That, is, that is a rare thing. Yeah, I I'm, know. I'm also in San Diego as well. So maybe we'll run into each other at some point oh, yeah. on the cliffs. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I have to say, when you and I were exchanging email uh, correspondence, I noticed your domain name, which really stood out to me, caught my eye, contractorsfromhell.com. Mm. And uh, it, I looked at your website and it looks like you have such an amazing business that can be incredibly helpful, please. You know, tell us a little bit more about what you do, what you offer, and why. Why do you do this? Yeah. So, like I said, about 22 years ago, um, we were going to add an addition to the home to bring my mom home to live with us. Um, she was failing in her health, and so that was the plan. Um, and, of course, not knowing what I know now, uh, we got into some serious hot water with our contractor. 
And, um, and that was such a hard learning curve and a very expensive one, by the way, um, because we ended up in litigation. And then there's attorneys. And then there was so many stops and goes as we were going through the process of litigation. So all in all, it was a three-year experience from the That's time like that we- everybody's nightmare. Everybody's okay. nightmare. It was a, a nightmare. So anyways, all was said and done, I ended up winning my cases both civilly and with the contractor state licensing board. And the interesting thing to note is that I went on to work as a consumer advocate for the contractor state licensing board here in California. And I worked with the enforcement chief for 17 years uh, where we looked at different ways to better educate and protect consumers. So that's just something that a trajectory I went on that I wasn't expecting. Um, and I still, he's now the registrar for the state of California and we still, we still work together, but he's got to be Switzerland now. So he's not the enforcement chief. He's got to be both sides for contractors and consumers. But, um, it was really an, an in interesting experience. And I had the opportunity to testify before the state Senate on some consumer protection bills, uh, a couple of them, a couple, two, three times. So I've been up to Sacramento and, um, that was an interesting experience as well. So, uh, but all in all, that whole thing led to my um, creating a boot camp to help homeowners understand the realities and risks in renovating, hiring, and working with contractors. Because just like myself, 20 plus years ago, I didn't realize those very things. And I actually relied on my husband who has a construction background, but he really did not, he knows the trades, right? He knows the shoddy work, but he doesn't understand that process that homeowners need to be aware of in order to have a good experience and to find the best competent contractor for their job. Um, and so, and that was also, I got hit with so many emails of people that were in desperate, you know, times with their contractors and I could feel for them. And I, I, I tried to help as much as I can. I know exactly what they need to do, but there, to recoup that money, that's going to be a hard road. I was lucky. I was very lucky to be able to. Not dollar for dollar, mind you, because that was an expensive litigation. But nonetheless, um, we did recover some monies and we were able to complete the house and the project successfully. So, um, so that's always been my passion is like I get these emails. I go, oh, I know exactly what they did wrong. There were so many common things that I said, I've got to create this, this roadmap for people on what they need to do because, you know, they're, they're losing money on these projects. And a lot of these people, you know, they want to build a home, sell it and go to a bigger home. And, you know, and, and then they get stuck. Um, because they can't recoup their losses. So yeah, that's what really has driven me all these years. Wow. So you took a very deep dive into the underbelly of the contracting world. Yeah, I, I certainly did. And I do. And now there's some great contractors out there, but I'll tell you, my contractor from heaven, we have done so many projects with him since then. And I re recommend him all the time. He's just the best. And he really does epitomize what a contractor should be in terms of his business practices um, and everything about the transparency. He's just great. And we've done some work together too, in terms of when I was putting my boot camp together along with construction law attorneys, because I worked with them. So um, it was, it, it was, it, it was a great experience. And I'm just, I feel blessed to have been able to find somebody like him 
um, to do many of the projects we have done since then. So, yeah. That's fabulous. Talk about turning lemons into lemonade, right? <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. So when you were talking, you mentioned that uh, you put together this boot camp for women homeowners. And, you know, I know that we have a lot of investors on the show and, and dealing with contractors is something that we all have to do. Uh, is that something that th is open to them to attend as well? Absolutely. In fact, it's even more important because when you're investing in real estate, uh, something we're going to be doing very soon as well, besides our property, um, it's important that you're able to, you know, do the renovations, do whatever you need to do so you can turn a profit on that property. But if you get into a situation, and I've heard these from different people, from realtors, from investors, you, you cannot afford to lose money on your bottom line when you're turning that property for a profit. So it's really important, especially with women. And I will tell you, men have taken my course too. The reason why I target women is because these are the people that were coming up to me through emails going, oh my God, my family, everything's going wrong. And so I realized that myself being a woman, knowing what, you know, what we're great at managing projects, doing this, that, and the other, it's important for women to be involved and not to defer to, um, you know, uh, their male partner, let's say. They should be involved in it. This is so important because we're running the households and everything else, and, and you might as well be involved in what's going on with these projects. So, yeah. So I just, I want to make it clear that men do and are welcome to the boot camp. I just want to get women involved. I want them to know it's important. Fabulous. That's fabulous. So when someone signs up uh, for your boot camp, what are, what would you say are like the three main things uh, that they can expect to receive from the boot camp? Well, they're going to get the inside scoop on what they need to do in order to complete their project successfully. And that's going to be, that's a combination of things. It's not just one thing. I'm going to, it's really a roadmap on what they need to understand in terms of written agreements, protective clauses, um, certain things like how to interview a contractor. Mm -hmm. Vetting a contractor thoroughly is really the foundation to having a successful project completed to your expectations. Otherwise, you're going to end up in trouble. And unfortunately, and I was just talking with an architect this morning. It's so funny because we want to do some, some things together. Um, uh, and so uh, and this, she found all this stuff so true, and she just was so interested in the boot camp. But, you know, the important thing is the trades, people don't understand that contracting process. They don't know what their responsibilities are. They don't know what the contractor's responsibilities are. And mm -hmm. the biggest problem is people fail to vet. They tend to simply trust not knowing much about their background or business practices. And unfortunately, um, they want to just let the contractor have at it and, and think they have to be involved in the process. You have to know what you're doing, what they're doing at all times. It's when the people that come to me are the people that have lost complete control of their project and they don't know what's going on. So the mm -hmm. course is going to take you through, here's the steps. You're going to get lien notices. You've got to have, if you're going to get some extra work done, you've got to have those change orders in place. Do you have to under understand the scope of work? 
Is that in your written agreements? Have you looked at that? So I teach people how to go through those processes. And look at renovating existing properties. There's going to be problems. There just is. You just don't know what's going on behind the walls or anything else. So you have to be prepared for that. So we go through, there's a, a module in the course, we go through those kinds of things and how to handle it. Um, and that that goes back to your vetting process when you're talking with contractors. You need to get them and you need to understand and you need to ask them, how do they communicate with the homeowner or the consumer or whatever they're doing? How do you communicate? How often do you meet? Do we need to set up meetings? Those kinds of things need to be in your written agreements as well. You know, are we going to meet weekly? Is it Zoom? Is it on the phone? Is it on purpose? Who's going to be managing the project? Is it him? Uh, do you have subs? Who are they? Um, the licensing, you have to understand and, and you need to check their licenses um, in particular and, um, you know, making sure it's, you know, it's good, um, mm. it's valid. But, but what I have to caution here is that, and I will just have to say this, is that a lot of homeowners tend to look at the license. Hey, there's no complaints. Um, we're good to go. And um, they come to realize maybe three, four months into the project, now, mind you, they haven't vetted it thoroughly, um, something may come up and they realize that there's been some disciplinary action that will come up on the license. And it perhaps wasn't there when they checked it. And there's that's what happened to me. And the reason for that is that um, most states, it can take up to 18 months before these kinds of disciplinary actions are posted to the public. They're disclosed. Oh, wow. So in the interim, they're free to go, even if they've done horrible things like ours, they're free to go on contracting, <clears throat> excuse me. But in the interim, the homeowner gets stuck. So that's why I say the vetting process, don't rely solely on a license check. Yes, it's important to make sure it's a valid license. It's in his name, um, but you're gonna have to go beyond that. That's really the most important thing I would have to say here. So that means Googling a lot of stuff, looking into their lawsuit history, their lean history. Um, they, uh, if you don't, and that's so easy to do online these days, you can look at the county recorder's office, put in their names, you can see if they have a history of leaning their clients um, for monies that they believe that was owed to them. And maybe it was, or maybe it was not. And a lot of the times, because those written agreements are so loosely put together. So yeah, that's just, that's certainly one of the main conditions I usually talk about. That's incredible. I, I feel like I was just in a boot camp right now. <laughs> you know, I, I've I've taken a lot of courses uh, as a real estate investor, you know, about how to flip and how to, you know, create my scopes work and all of those kinds of things. And uh, I mean, you just dropped a, a list of things that I never even thought of, uh, like in, including in my contracts. Uh, and let me ask you this. When it comes to the contracts, like how much leeway do we have uh, to modify those contracts or change those contracts? Because you did mention a few things that should be in there. And when I've worked with contractors many times, most times that stuff isn't in there. Exactly. They, and that's really a great question because <clears throat> a lot of these contractors are simply use those boiler type of contracts you can get online and they simply lack protective clauses. And so it's the homeowners or the property investor's responsibility to do an addendum to those contracts if they do not have that specific language. You're free to do that. 
with the construction law attorneys I've worked with, that's the first thing they're going to do. I know I had some other contracts that we had some projects where they really suggested these very specific um, clauses that would offer greater protection. Because when you get into any kind of dispute, and I'm telling you, because I've been before the judges and I've been before all this, the first thing they're going to ask you is, I want to see that a written agreement. Where's that contract? <clears throat> if it's not in the contract, oops, you know, either the contractor doesn't get to claim it or you don't get that protection. And every state's going to be a little bit different, you know, in terms of the construction laws. But the most important thing is, even though let's just say, for example, the CSLB here in California says, well, um, change orders. Okay. For example, yeah, those extra work, those surprise invoices that people tend to get, we got them too. You have to really define in your written agreements that new extra work is going to be done unless it's discussed with the homeowner, both parties, and that there's an agreement that is signed and that is added to the overall contract, the price of the contract. You know, otherwise you're not going to get the money. People don't do that. And then mm -hmm. you end up getting your property liened for money that the contractor believes is owed to him, even though you it wasn't in your agreement. You have to make sure that you're covered because I'm telling you, sometimes it depends on the judge that you're before. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. uh, it, right. it, just, it just does. And especially if you go into arbitration, because <clears throat> a lot of these contractors have very specific arbitrators that they like to work with because they tend to be favorable. So you have to be on top of all of this stuff. And people don't think about it. They just want to get this project done and move on. And But you're just, you know, you're just kicking yourself in the behind if you don't do this. You have to be aware of this stuff. So, yeah, it's there's so many moving parts to the whole renovation process and, you know, dealing with, you know, all these things and, and how you can better protect yourself from being exposed to potentially serious problems. So, um, you know, and of course, it, my other big thing is, you know, insurance coverage, which, mm -hmm. you know, you don't want your homeowner's insurance or whatever to be what everybody uses because that's going to cost you in the end. So you want to make sure that, you know, they have general liability. It, builder's risk insurance is great. I mean, my reconstruction contractor had so much insurance and I, because I called. I said, I got burned once. I'm not doing this again because I really, you know, I knew him. But I mean, you, you might, you might think they're great. They're nice. I mean, we did a lot of background check on him, um, and uh, he came from an expert witness for a large firm, and he started his own company. But nonetheless, the gal at the end, end of the insurance said, "This guy's got great insurance. He's probably one of the most insured. That really protects not only him but the homeowner. So the consumer gets protected. So." you know, they take, they invest in that, you know, it's going to cost them more. So if you're somebody who's just fly by night, kind of a guy, you know, doing jobs and working it, they're not going to have that kind of protection. And so if it's your own home, your homeowner's insurance is going to come into play and that's not good. Um, you're going to have, then you're going to be stuck with that ongoing yeah. with exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, so that's really important. And of course, workman's comp, if they have, um, if they have employees, uh, you know, a lot of them have a mixed subs and employees, but you also have to make sure that the subs, you get their license number and you want to 
you know, do your checks on them in terms of, you know, their business ethics. And again, people don't go that far. They just go, okay, he's got it. He's got this covered. He's a contractor, but that's where people get into trouble. So yeah, it, there's yeah. a whole lot of moving parts again. So that's my job. That's what I have, you know, decided long ago that I'm tired of those emails from people that are like boohooing, like, oh my God, I know how this goes. And so that's why I put the course together. So, you know, to, and I have to tell you, most people think, eh, I'm, I really don't need it. And trust me, I get those people coming got back to me going, I, I, I'm, I'm in trouble. I, I didn't realize mm -hmm. that. And then, well, guess what? You're going to have to hire another contractor. So I'm going to suggest to you <clears throat> that you take the boot camp. <clears throat> and we'll have a discussion. So yeah. yeah. And how, how much is your boot camp, by the way? So it's four ninety seven, and okay. um, they you get an hour with me, and you can either do two thirty minutes or whatever. We do a Zoom meeting uh, typically with the homeowner, and they can do it um, like maybe if they, for example, there's a person that got into trouble before, and they took the boot camp afterwards, so they wanted to meet with me because they had specific issues that they that needed to be addressed and then when they went through the boot camp then we got together and of course they realized everything they did wrong the first time everything they missed um but whatever that looks like you know it they want as they start to go out into the world of you know hiring and looking for contractors they are so much better equipped to know what to do what to look for what not to do what they need to include i mean that whole thing i mean literally I can honestly say, I will save you tens of thousands, if not more yeah. in, in money. That, that was the first thing I thought. I mean, when you when you think about, okay, so your typical homeowner might be uh, spending 20000 to 30000 on maybe, you know, their kitchen or their bathrooms or something like that. Real estate investors are spending 50000 and way above that in order to, you know, completely renovate a job. And I mean, the, the cost savings is phenomenal. Yes. I mean, the ROI, really, just to protect yourself and to make sure that you're not getting into a position that you're going to end up regretting later um, exactly. or that's going to result in you ending up in some kind of lawsuit or with a lien on your house. I mean, yes. yeah, it's, it's incredible. And how many days is it? So, you know, this is, it's up to the homeowner. I have had homeowners, I had one homeowner. She was not, she was in Chicago, outside of Chicago. <clears throat> and she, um, they had already gotten into tr trouble once. And she got in there and she took the course. She said, I started like on Saturday morning and I did not leave until Sunday evening. She goes, I just stayed on it. I took notes, I did everything. And, you know, with the boot camp, I, I provide the PDF files. So they get checklists, they get summaries, you know, they can download it. There's videos for each module, you know, to kind of help direct them what they need to do, what, what they need to be thinking about, um, that sort of thing. And, you know, they also have email access to me besides the, um, the one hour, you know, consultation with myself. So, yeah, so that's, that's, um, that's pretty much it. And it's, I'm telling you, I've had some great testimonials from that because, and I know, because I was there too, 20 plus years ago. And uh, <laughs> I would not be here having this conversation with you if I had not taken, if I had taken <laughs> like that. So, <clears throat> yeah, that that's phenomenal. That's phenomenal value that you're providing to people. And like I said, just to, just to protect yourself. I mean, that's, it's priceless, right? <laughs> oh, absolutely. And, so you mentioned, you know, 
asking your asking your contractor about their insurance, asking them, you know, who are your subs and, and getting their licenses too, and all of those kinds of things. Um, I am wondering if you have, if you could maybe share like maybe three of your top questions that people should be asking their contractors when they're interviewing them or vetting them. Well, <laughs> there's so many. But one of the things, of course, you, you always, besides all that license stuff, which you'll check on, right? Anything you ask them, you're going to verify for one. So uh, like, for example, the insurance, because you want to make sure they have workman's comp or do they have general liability. I fell into that trap with our contractor from Al, who simply got a bonded 30-day insurance thing, which I mm -hmm. didn't even think to, right? Um they do that. So you have to be, so the insurance thing is really, really important besides the licensing. And uh, the other thing is the communication part, right? When you're communicating, how are we going to be communicating? Okay. Um, the other thing is projects. Has he done projects similar to yours? And can you get those referrals so that you can talk to those people? How, how did that, you know, how did that go with those people? You know, the communication process is really important. And the other thing that I always throw out there um, for contractors, and I've done this with some other contractors on some projects, is I would sim you simply ask them, um, have you had problems with their homeowners or consumers in the past? Um, have you been involved in any lawsuits? Of course, you're going to verify that. Um, and if there was, how did you solve that? You know, how, how, what kinds of problems did you have? So I kind of do a twofold thing. So I start with the problems. How do you handle problems when they come up? That's really important to know because are they going to stumble or are they going to say, oh, there's no problems. Forget it. There's always going to be some sort of problems on these projects. <laughs> yes, so, always. Yeah. So, you know, that's a clue right there. And then my kind of lead up question to that is, so have you ever been sued in a construction related lawsuit? And, you know, sometimes they go, <laughs> you know, but because nobody bothers to ask, of course, you're going to verify all that. And that's easy enough to do online. But um, you want to see what their response is. Are they going to be honest or are they going to just huff and puff through it? Or, you know, if it's somebody who gets pissed off about that, I'm telling you, bye bye. Because my contractor from heaven, um, that was his favorite question. Because <laughs> we were looking, putting together a list of stuff together. And he said, that is my most favorite question. Because he can honestly say, nope, never got involved in that. Yes, there were problems on certain projects, for sure. Um, but never got sued in a construction-related project. So those are, what that does is it tells you how the, how the contractor, um, is going to communicate with you, what his yeah. demeanor is. Is he going to be easy to work with? Is he going to give you problems? Is he going to be talking down to you? Is he willing to discuss some of the other projects he's had with you, share some of his expertise? Those kinds of questions where you get more transparency when you're talking with these um, guys, guys and gals. So um, those are just really important, really, really key things to do. Those are great questions. I hope that you guys uh, pulled out a pen and paper and wrote some of those down. If not, you can always rewind because I think those are incredibly important questions because you're really, you're saving your butt. And, uh, you know, Jody, Jody's boot camp sounds amazing. You may find me in one of those seats as well because I know there's so much that I don't know, right? And you're just nice. beginning to open my eyes to how much I don't know about that. <laughs> Well, good. I'm glad I was able to do that. Yay. I saved one person. <laughs> right. There you go. I saved another. 
<laughs> That's awesome. So uh, tell me a little bit about like what motivates you? What what just gets you out of bed and gets you so excited to, you know, start your day and, and get going into the world? It's opening up my emails and seeing all the emails that I get, not only from consumers, but also from uh, brands. Um, there's a number of brands. I, I, I would I should say that I I have a blog, right? And I have a lot of brands that sponsor my blog. And so it's it's very exciting. They have things they want to share. They want to educate the consumer about. So, you know, it, it, it may, it's usually construction related or material mm -hmm. or suppliers or, for example, surety companies. There's some surety companies that provide uh, surety bonds to contractors, which they have to have, right, in order to, to have a license. And so I've had a couple of surety companies uh, contribute and sponsor articles that help the consumer understand the importance of that and what to look for in these bonds. And um, most consumers don't know that, you know, that, that you can't get a license unless you have a surety bond. So, you know, those kinds of things, that's, it's always, I'm always interested, you know, in, in brands educating consumers because my whole big thing is education. So, you know, and across the board. So I'm always looking forward to those for sure. And, um, and certainly from homeowners who, the ones that didn't take my boot camp um, that missed it and, you know, and they need help. And believe you me, I get those every week and, and across the country, mind you. So, yeah, but you know, the, the potential to help somebody is really what the motivating factor is for me. So, yeah. I can, so I can tell, I can tell your passion for this particular thing. And, and I, I feel it deeply and it, it's such a good cause, such a good cause. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, so uh, let's see, are there, oh, I should mention too, I know because you said there are so many other questions people should be asking. You know, and I just asked you to share a handful, but uh, would you mind sharing more questions if uh, my guests wrote into you and, and said, hey, can you share some additional questions I should be asking? Would that be good? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. I'd be happy to. And, you know, they can reach me a couple of different ways. They can go to my contact page on my website, or they can just email me directly, JC, which is my initials, at contractorsfromhell.com. And I'm happy to answer any questions. Or if they have questions about the boot camp, um, I also, they also have an opportunity to, um, I have a, um, a free report, you know, Seven mistakes homeowners make that lead to remodeling disasters. That's another good source for them to download. So I encourage people to get that. I kind of take them through a little mini series of emails on some of the different things that can happen. So that's that's a good thing to to at least start with for sure. So absolutely, yeah, it's a good way to start start the process. Wonderful, good. And uh, you guys, if if you do end up emailing into Jody, just remember to let her know that you're asking for the additional questions because you saw her on this podcast, United States Women in Real Estate Investing. That way she knows who you are because I'm sure she doesn't do this for just everybody who <laughs> writes into her and wants some free information. Yes, absolutely. I'm happy to help. Just let me know. Let me know the connection and I'll be sure to uh, get back to you. Okay, perfect. And uh, is there anything, Jody, that uh, I should be asking you that I haven't asked you today? Well, um, I think besides the 
the vetting process, which is what I begin the boot camp with and I go into extensively, is the fact that, like I, re I kind of alluded to it about the licensing, right? And not depending on the licensing just, just because mm -hmm. there's no disciplinary action and because you don't really know what's going on and you've got to further do some further investigation. The other thing is kind of a pet peeve of mine and that is referrals. Okay, we want to talk to people, but what a lot of homeowners do is they end up relying solely on a license check, back up by referrals, and they think they're good to go. They don't do anything else, and they leave mm -hmm. themselves wide open to, again, potentially serious problems. So if there's anything I need to say is don't depend on that alone, because a lot of people do. They just want to get on with their project. They want to get it done. And yeah. of course, they want to get it done on time and within budget. But there's responsibilities that you have in order to achieve that. So, yeah. That's yeah, what because it's, it's so exciting, you know, and, and I, I know as a, as a real estate investor, you don't have, you know, days to wait before you dig into a house because every practically every minute that you stall on a house is just money that's flying out the window for you. So exactly. you, you make a great point there. Um, one question I did have also that just uh, popped into my head is, I know you're located in California and, and so you've obviously worked with uh, contractors, your contractor from hell was probably from California, but your, your boot camp, I'm assuming is, you know, for anybody in any state. Uh, and when we're talking about contracts and we're talking about, you know, laws and things like that, how applicable are, are, is your boot camp to people in other states? Yeah, it's a general, there's some general assumptions that are, that are important when you're working and hiring contractors and when you're working with written agreements, things you need to look for. In fact, that architect I was speaking to who's in Jersey, um, and she's based in, <laughs> in, uh, uh, Arizona, but she's also coming to California. The thing of it is, is there's some basic stuff that I don't care if you're in New York, Florida, Texas, California, that you need to know. In my, within my boot camp, I direct and I have a list of all the different consumer protection agencies, contractor state licensing board with links to them for them because the homeowner, the consumer needs to take the responsibility to understand what those laws are. It's not rocket science. These are basic construction laws that they put out that homeowners need to know so that they avoid getting involved with a dishonest contractor or making some serious mistakes in their written agreements. I mean, every single state has that. Now, it's up to you as the consumer to go investigate. What is it? What what do I need to know in New Jersey about this? There's some common threads across the board. I don't, you can talk to any construction law attorney and I've worked with them in different states, but there are some, there's just common threads, but there are specific laws that you need to know about, you know? I mean, things like, um, for example, liens uh, here in the state of California, you know, the contractor has 90 days before he has a lien and it, it expires in 90 days, but somewhere else they might have 120. They might have a year have that lien on your property where you're going to have to struggle with it as a homeowner. There's different applications, but the same thing is, hey, if you know about that lien, remember that change order I, I spoke about, right? Because there was extra work that they did and they didn't tell you about it. Now they're hitting you with a lien. I, those, uh, it goes back to this is how you protect yourself. I don't care if you're in New York or California, this is what you need to do. So 
I hope that answers your question. Yes, that does answer my question. And uh, it sounds like you have a lot of resources on inside your bootcamp and inside your organization to help people out. That's, that's again, just incredible value that you provide. Yeah, great. Thank you. I, I certainly hope so. That is my goal. <laughs> Jody, I've certainly enjoyed talking with you today and finding out more about your business and all of the things that you are doing to help protect us as consumers, but also as real estate investors. So I appreciate you being here with me today. Oh, my pleasure. I'm just, I'm, I just hope that I can reach the people that need it for sure. So I appreciate the opportunity. Um, and I thank you very much. We had a good time. We did have a good time. Thank you for being my first guest. You'll always be remembered by me as my first oh, guest. <laughs> Thank you. I love it. Thank you so much. Thank you. And I'm going to sign off here. So thank you for joining me today for this episode of United States Women in Real Estate Investing, the California edition. Uh, remember to subscribe on your favorite podcast app and also visit UnitedStatesRealEstateInvestor.com for more amazing real estate investor content. And join me next time as I continue to elevate women and empower them through conversation in the real estate investing world.